verse 3 through 5. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. But I, I felt like this is what God has laid on my heart. Now, I know some of you, this is your second service. It's, it's mine too. And, uh, and it, it may, may be a little tough, but I, I think I need to make some headways in, in the word because God is going to do some things in our midst. He did in corporate prayer. He did. I didn't think Sister Ruth Jackson was going to preach. She was preaching. I, you know, I should have rent there and stole her notes. <laughs> but, but she ministered just as well as you did last Wednesday, Brother Seckler. Yeah. And Brother Brent last Sunday. Brother Brent shouted up here. I was almost tripped on that hole he stumped in here up here on the platform and stuff. <laughs> so verse 3 of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons, plural, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down your neighbors, I mean, imaginations, I mean, arguments. <laughs> now that joking spirit's got a hold of me. Went from a lying spirit to a joking spirit. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our key verse is verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I alluded to this on Wednesday. I simply want to, to minister in this thought process, it's time to hit back. It's time to hit back. Some of us have been hit by the enemy. And we, we have a mindset, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, and then we, when we're hit, we, we just sit down and we take it. And we feel sorry for ourselves. And sometimes we just sit there and we cry. God said, no. Where we are, we got to rise up and we got to hit the enemy back. And today, somebody's going to hit him back. So let's bow our heads and pray over the word of the living God. Lord, your word is already anointed. Your presence is here. I'm asking God that there be liberty, God, with your word going forth. I'm asking God for your anointing to rest upon me that I may speak your counsel to your people. God, I plead the blood of the lamb on everyone at the sound of my voice. 
And I'm asking God that you protect their mind against doubt and unbelief and against any distractions in this place today. I'm asking God that your word would prosper where it's sent. Let it accomplish what you please today. God, I'm asking that there be victory in this house today. I'm asking God that your people will rise up and with the weapons that you have given us, Lord God, that we will strike the enemy back. Let victory be in your house today among your people. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. We ask this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Again, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And I want you to know where we pulled this. He's talking to the church at Corinth. He's talking to people that are Holy Ghost filled, that are washed in the blood of the Lamb. It's dangerous when people have a teaching out there that uh, because you are a child of God, that you will not experience anything at all. The reason why we experience some things is because we are a child of God. And the enemy no longer have us, and he desires to snatch us out of the hands of God. So here he's doing a teaching to the church of Corinth. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, and I have heard said that we are a spirit being, nor are not. We are a fleshly being. We was not spoken into existence. We was created from the dust of the earth. Now, within this flesh, we house spiritual elements. The spirit that God has given us that give life to our souls. You can't see that, but it's housed in the body. And then we have the soul, which you cannot see. With the natural eye, it's housed within the body. But the way we get the spirit and the soul from one place to another is called walking in our flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Why? Is he talking about war? By him just pinning these words, he's letting the people of God know that we are in a conflict. We are in a battle. We must contend. We must wrestle. We must struggle. But our war is not according to the flesh. It's not according to the ammo that they gave me for Christmas that I'm going to shoot my neighbor's dog with when they get in my yard. Oh, that's the flesh speaking. Spirit has nothing to do with that. 
Now, the only dog I choose is a hot dog with chili and mustard. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Though we walk in the flesh, we do not battle, struggle, contend according to the flesh. Now, I want you to know that we are in a spiritual battle. And the enemy is trying to hit us as hard as he can. But I'm telling some of you, we're going to hit back today. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's going to heal in this place. God's going to deliver in this place. I know you hear me say it. God's going to set free in this place. God's going to open doors in this place. God's going to bless financially in this place. You don't hear me in the Holy Ghost. He has attacked you, and we're going to attack him. But it's going to be according to the word of the living God. So I want you to understand the type of battle that we're in. Sister, I was going to say Sister Madeline, Sister, Sister Massey, Ephesians 6 and verse 12. We want to read this here. This was born out of a text message that, that I got, and, and I sat there, Brother Mike, and, and, and man, I, I, just, I, I just felt bad. And, and the, the first thing I want to do is begin to question some things. And I'm thinking, God, I don't understand this. And the Lord said, you either can sit there and you can take it and you can succumb to it. Or you will get up and declare my word and my promises and you will hit the enemy back. And I will bring victory to the life of those that's willing to stand and declare the things of the Lord. You may have came in here with one thing, but you're going to leave out of here different than the way that you came. And here this morning, the Lord spoke to Sister Kristen, and God said, we, we are in a different dimension. And the enemy is watching everything that we do. And he's coming against this body. Well, you make up the body, and you make up the body, and you make up the body, and you make up the body. And so he's coming against the body. But, friend, we're going to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with him today in the name of Jesus Christ. You're not going to stop what God has ordained. Oh, man. It's more than just a good scripture, but greater is he. Come on, somebody. That is in us, is he in you, than he that is in the world. So I want you to see that this is spiritual. So Ephesians 6 and 12. You know this, but we're going to read it anyway. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Ah, uh, and so our wrestling, our battle is not, it's not, it's not human, it's, it's not carnal, it's not flesh and blood. And so he's telling the church of Ephesus, don't wrestle with your carnality. It's not flesh and blood uh, that we're battling today. And some of you that things are going on in your life, it is spiritual. Right. 
Stuart Jackson just preached today. And so, if he attacks spiritually, Brother Massey, he's snatching something out of the body. It affects the whole body. And so, different one of you, he's coming against you. But Brother Todd, we're going to call him out today. I ain't glorifying the devil. I don't like him. I don't like his mama. If he has a mama, that will claim it. Ephesians 6 and 12. Let's keep going. But against principalities. Wait, wait a minute. Against principalities. That, that means, so we're not wrestling with one another. We're wrestling against principalities. In other words, these are chief in rank. They're first in their spiritual uh, structure. And the reason why we're battling principalities is because we are a child of God. Those that are in the world that are not baptized, that are not filled with the Holy Ghost, they're not dealing with principalities. But you and I, our battle is against principalities because of who we are in Christ Jesus. We're not messing with the little stuff when they can come and inflict, oh my God, medical things on you. We're dealing with the big boys, but our God is bigger. Our God is greater. Oh, man. Principalities. Watch this here. Against powers. Wait a minute. Against powers. That, that means uh, people that have delegated influence that's coming from the devil himself. Sister Jackson was telling me about this sister and on her job. She was able to make it today, but here's what's, what's crazy. Is that she's requesting to be off, to be in the house of God. They won't let her off to be in church. But one of her coworkers, her dog gets sick, and they give her a day off to go and be with her dog or to be a babysitter. I can't remember what the story is. But that person, that supervisor, has delegated influence they're influenced by a spirit that don't like God and don't like the people of God. And so we're wrestling against principalities and powers. Oh, man, I'm going to get in trouble. That's what's going on in our world today. You ought to thank God we're having a governor that's not willing to shut down the churches. We have some leaders, they're influenced by the devil himself. When you tell people they can't worship, they can't clap their hands, they can't magnify God. When you tell people something like that, that don't come from God, that comes from the enemy. We need to pray for our churches in California. Those people are going through it. When they can't come together, when they can't lift their voice, when they can't sing, when they can't worship, they can't release some things in the spiritual realm. So we're wrestling not, not only against principalities, against powers, 
And watch this here. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Of this age, of this world. You know what that means? That, that means they're talking about world leaders that has the character and characteristics of Satan. They're influenced by the devil himself. There are some nations, you can't be a Christian there, but you can be a Muslim. You can't be a Christian at all. They'll behead you. People have to go on the ground. And listen, China is not the friend of the United States or a friend of God. We have churches underground. You can't come in there and preach Jesus. He is used by Satan. Somebody say amen. That's why Islam they have a big push in the United States. Uh, but let me tell you something. That is of the devil. It is not of God. You say, Bishop, you shouldn't say that. Oh, I'm going to say it. Islam is of the devil and it's not of God. And so we have Muslim nations. And so we, we fight against spiritual wickedness in, in heavenly places. I'm, I got ahead of you. I'm sorry. Let's go back and read that part. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In other words, there are influences that, that's, that's coming beyond the earth. It's the atmosphere that's beyond the earth. And so we are... In a battle. And the enemy is trying to inflict some things on you and I. We are in a wrestling match. And the enemy has deposited some things in some of our mind and inflict some of our body with sickness. And we believe the report. And the enemy will tell us there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to take it. And, we, and we're just going to cry. And we're going to worry. But today, we're not taking it at all. God's going to move in this place. And God's going to touch minds today. And God's going to touch bodies today. And God's going to do the supernatural because he's going to let the devil know no matter what you bring against my body. My body's going to stand and declare my word and hit back. Cancer, I'm going to serve notice on you today. Diabetes, I'm going to serve notice on you today. Heart problems, I'm going to serve notice on you today. I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, my God is a healer in the house. I'm not about to back down, Brother Trini. God told me Wednesday, he said, you stand and you proclaim it and you declare it. And if you do it, I will stand behind you. I will back you up. And God is going to do it today. 
Oh, somebody ought to say amen. Somebody say, I'm going to get victory today in the house of the living God. Now, there's a part you're going to have to play here in just a second. Let's look at an example of them wrestling, how the enemy would wrestle with us. And, and, and the tenacity spiritually you must have. Genesis 32. And we're going to pick up at verse 24. There, there has to be something about us. Because the enemy will tell me, listen, you pray for people before and nothing happened. You have declared some things and they're still the same. You better not go in there and preach that word. You better not go in there and tell those people, you're going to look like a fool. But the day I start listening to the voice of the enemy and obeying him, it's the day that you need a new pastor. But there's another voice uh, through the word of the living God. Uh, and God said, if you believe me and you stand on my word uh, and you declare my word, I will back uh, what you preach in the house uh, of the living God. Today is a new day for somebody. Somebody got to make up their mind. I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, you hit me, I'm going to hit back. I'm going to hit back in faith. My God. <laughs> so watch this here. Genesis 32 and verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him. Until the breaking of day. Now, many historians believe this is called a theopony. Now, you ask me what a theopony is. It's a big word. <laughs> it's one of the ways that God manifests himself or reveals himself. So they believe that this man that wrestled with him was a theopony of God, a rep representation of God. And so there, Jacob was alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. All of a sudden, something, I want you to see the principle, just, just come up on Jacob. Just like some things just come up on some of you. Out of nowhere, you don't know where this prognosis is coming from. You don't know where this struggle in your flesh is coming from. Out of nowhere, this thing just come up on you. This sickness just come out of nowhere when you're doing everything right and you haven't done anything wrong in the sight of God Almighty. And all of a sudden, this pressure begins to come. But I'm telling you, it's time to fight back. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. There is Jacob. And all of a sudden, you go, this man began to wrestle with him. And they wrestled to the breaking of the day. They must have known the Von Erics. I would have hit that rope. Bam, came back. Pow. <laughs> I used to believe that stuff. I used to love this one guy. Ah, I wish I could act like him. All of a sudden, they, I mean, they beat the daylights out of him. No, let's keep preaching. <laughs> now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him. Oh, wait a minute. So when, when the man that was wrestling with Jacob, he saw that he did not prevail against him. I, I, in my mind, I believe Jacob was fighting with everything that he had. He didn't know 
where this pressure come from, what he was about to lose. But he was not about to give up. And I'm telling somebody, it doesn't matter what you're going through and what is going on in your body. Don't you give up and don't you believe the report of the adversary. Don't let what you hear with your ears prevail in your mind. Sickness, you're not going to win. You're not going to win today. Habits, you're not going to win today. You're not going to win. Come on, somebody. You're not going to get me down today. You're not going to overcome me. Somehow, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. We're going to rise up. He did not prevail against him. Watch this here. Touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And so, Brother Tolliver, in the wisdom of God, in this battle that was so intense that Jacob was not willing to give up on. And so the Lord said, I'm going to leave you with a battle scar to remind you of how I came through for you. And it's going to be there that you'll walk different than you ever walked before. Somebody got to make up their mind. It doesn't matter how bad I have to battle and fight back. The scar may be there, but it's going to remind me that I didn't throw in the towel, that I didn't give up, that I didn't quit. I just believe God. And sometimes you'll be at a point and say, hey, hey, look, 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 look here, devil. You remember what happened here when you came against me. Come on. And if God brought me through that, uh, then God will bring me through this. Uh, it is a battle. And somebody got to make up their mind, I'm going to stay in this battle and fight. The enemy don't want us going forward. But we don't care what the enemy like. So he touched his hip. Dude started walking cool. Y'all want me to show you that again? Okay, so you lean your head this way. Swing your arms. <laughs> Those people watching live stream, popcorn just went everywhere. Let's keep going. And he said... Let me go for the day break. So the man that was wrestling with him said, he said, hey, let me go for the day breaks. But watch this here. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Oh, somebody's got to fight. Lord, I, I'm not going to let go of you. I'm going to believe you, God. I'm going to trust you. Uh, I'm not going to stop calling on your name. Uh, I'm not going to stop praying. Uh, I'm not going to stop worshiping uh, until you bless me. Uh, I'm going to stay in this battle until you touch my life, touch my heart, touch my body. Somebody got to make up their mind. There's no throwing in a towel. I'm going to hang on until God come through. But I'm telling you, I'm going to read in the next set of scriptures somewhere what something happened. And the men that follow this man, they just sat there and they wept. 
and they wept till they had no more strength. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to look at the situation and just cry and just weep and say, there is no hope. And there's no way God is going to get me out of this. Uh, oh, yes, friend. Uh, God see exactly where you're at. God know what you're going through. He know what has been said. But he's waiting for you to rise up and to stand on his word uh, and declare that God is going to bring me through this. How many know God's going to bring you through? Ah, you don't believe it. How many know God's going to bring you through? I don't care what sickness you have. God is going to bring you through. You need to hear me in the Holy Ghost. I don't care what addiction you are battling today. God is going to bring you through. But I'm going to talk to some of us in here. You do it, Sister Tyler. I'm telling you, God is going to bring you through. It's this type of faith. It's this type of crying out. It's this type of calling on the name of the Lord that God said, uh, if you don't give up, then I'm going to step in and I'm going to fight your battle. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this place and God is ready to fight your battle today. He said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Watch this next scripture. So he said, what is your name? What, he said, what, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Subplanner, deceiver, cunning. That's my name. That's what they gave me. That's the thing that's been following me. Well, hear the word of the living God. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. You know why? Because Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until there's a change in my life. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And so his name got changed that day. No longer shall your name be called Jacob. Where did it change? In the midst of the battle. When Jacob said, you wrestle me, I'm going to wrestle you. You come at me, I'm going to come at you. You. you fight me, I'm going to fight you. Some of you need to just say, devil, you a liar. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to have this sickness in my body. I'm not going to stay in the state that I am in. God is going to bring me through. Oh, let's go a little bit farther. Watch this here. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Now, in the King James, it said that your name should be called Israel for as a prince, as a prince, like a prince has power in the natural. As a prince, you have power. You have power with God. And with man. And it said, and you will prevail because the power you have in God and with man. But where did the power come from? It came that he was willing to hit back, to fight back, to struggle back, to get in a battle. Friend, you got power that you don't know about. Yes, sir. Are you willing to stand? 
and declare, this is not going to happen to me. God is going to bring me through. We're walking in an area, listen, where the enemy hate our guts. He hate what you stand for. He hate what you're going to be doing in God. He hate what God is doing in your life. But Brother Mike, we're going to fight back today. It's going to be a different thing. It's going to be different. I feel the Holy Ghost. It was born because the enemy has hit you. He has not only hit you, but he has hit Sister Massey. And there's others. Remark, we're going to fight back today. Brother Hugo, we're going to fight back today. I'm going to tell you how to fight back today. And somebody's going to walk out of here a little bit lighter than the way that you came. How many know God is real? Come on, somebody. How many really know God is real? And so I, I, I want us to look. Is that the last scripture? If it's not, just keep reading. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. And he blessed him there. You know why? Because he stayed in the battle. God's going to bless somebody. If you're willing to get out of your comfort zone. If you're not willing to get out of your comfort zone today, what you came in here, you'll go home with. But God's going to bless somebody in this place today. In this place. So you, you said, bitch, you're trying to hype us up. No, I'm preaching to you the word of the living God. So let's go back to 2 Corinthians 10. We looked at verse 3. For we do not walk, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not War, contend, battle according to the flesh. So we just found out that our battle is spiritual. The heaviness that came on Jacob was a spirit that manifests itself as a fleshly man. Verse 4, for the weapons, plural, of our what? So that means we're in a war. We're in a war. We don't think about it. Tradition tells us, man, just let people come in. And, and, and our worship has, was off the chart today. Yes, off the chart. Great song selections. Even though I don't know the songs, I was singing. I was singing because I was happy. And we, we don't tell people about the battle. And sometimes we have the mindset we want people to, to just live with what they're going through. Real secular, I, I had, when I had my checkup, they, they read all my numbers. The doctor was saying all this stuff. And they go, oh, you, you on the borderline of being... Diabetic. I said, you're on the borderline getting popped right now. <laughs> he said, your numbers is 5.9. I 
I said, sir, do you know my history? I said, I have a dream. He said, Martha, what's his name? What's, what's his name? I said, don't you know one time I was diagnosed 6.5 and I was a diabetic and I refused to take any medicine? Said, the Lord's been good to me. Then he go, oh, man, you're doing really good. I said, yeah, bozo. I said that in my mind. He's not a bozo, but at least he's concerned. The enemy would have put fear in my heart, saying, oh, you're, you're borderline, borderline. And then when I left that day, I went home and had some cheesecake. <laughs> Pecan cheesecake. Man, I feel a spirit of dismissal coming on us right now. <laughs> I let him know, no, sir, I'm not on border. Every once in a while, I eat some sweets. Mm. <laughs> Every once in a while, I can have some chocolate chip pancakes. But look, it's with sugar-free syrup. <laughs> Sometimes we just sit and we take things. I had to point out to him, he was a new doctor and stuff, and then he looked at my history. Some of you got history. God has brought you through before. God has fought your battles before. God has made a way before, and God will do it now. Somebody else say amen. He's the same God that brought you through back then. He's the same God that will bring you through right now. You know what? The enemy tells you you can't dance, you can't shout, you're going through something. There's nothing wrong with that. That's one of the ways you fight back. For the weapons of our warfare are not calling them, but they're, they're mighty. Our weapons are not fleshly, but they are mighty in God. For what purpose to pull down strongholds, casting down arguments. And King James said, imaginations. Now, imagination is image. Is a vision that comes to our mind with a voice. And that vision that comes to our mind with a voice, that voice is not of God. That vision is not of God because it's going against everything that's in the Word of God. Or it's going against what God has already spoken to you. And so the enemy, Sister Ruth mentioned it, is this is how he's attacking. Right here. There's an imagery that comes. There's a voice that comes that's influenced by the spirit world. 
But the Bible said, you have a part. I can't do this for you. You have the ability to fight back. Casting down arguments, imagination, and every, somebody say every, every high thing that exalt itself, lift itself up over the word of God and bringing every thought, say it again, every thought, every thought into captivity. In other words, when this thought enters your mind that's planted there by the adversary, that thought need to come into captivity of the word of the living God. And if that thought don't line up with the word of God, align up with a promise or prophecy that God has given unto you, then that thought you make it succumb to the obedience of Christ. You got to fight back. You got to cast it down. You got to battle. You got to say, I don't believe the report of the enemy. But I have some in here. You believe in everything that you have been told. And you have embraced it. And it's trying to engraft itself in your spirit. That that imagery and that voice is louder than the voice of God. But not Today. Let me say it again. Not today. I don't care how bad it is. You need to declare the word of God. God, you said you'll never lead me nor forsake me. God, you say, lo, I am with you always even to the end of the world. God, you said if I seek you first, You'll supply every need that I have. You got to stand on God's word and declare the word of the living God today. Friend, I'm coming hard. You know why? Because it makes me mad when I hear a report of what the enemy is trying to do in the body of some of our saints People that love God with everything that they have and doing everything right. And all of a sudden, this happened. I bind the influence of the spirit of this world. I bind his voice in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bind his influence in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I rebuke that voice. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bind it. I lose faith. I lose healing. I lose deliverance in this place today. I lose boldness. Come on, somebody got to lift their voice just a little bit. We'll move on in just a second. Somebody got to fight back. I want to push a little farther with the word. I, 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 I would love to cut it short, 
but somebody's got to be victorious in here. Your spiritual life and your spiritual health depends on you embracing the word of the living God. It depends on you rising up and realizing who you are and hitting the enemy back today. I'm sorry, nobody can do it for you today. I can lay hands on you. I can pray for you. But it's your voice that you're going to declare today that you're going to fight back and God's going to do a work. You don't think this man is fighting right here? Hallelujah. Come pray with him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, we got time. Just a few more moments. You got to lift your voice. Somebody needs to say, devil, you're a liar. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you got to fight back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to press just a little bit farther. He can stay here. He can stay up here and pray. I'm going to go a little bit farther. There, there, there's a point I want to get to, and I pray I'm not missing it in God, that some of you, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to move today. And there's one in particular you're going to have to move. God is just... You're going to have to move today. If you don't move, you'll keep the sickness that you have. You're going to have to move today. There's something you have to do. You're all right, Brother Joe. You're all right. Listen, let's go just a little bit farther. That's okay. Because we want to beat the daylights out of the devil with the word of God. God's word, if we believe it, it will prevail. Let me say it again. God's word will prevail. When he said, let there be, it prevailed. His word brought things into existence. Come on, somebody. He said, I call those things that are not as though they already are. The word of God will prevail. There's no greater than the word. Matter of fact, the Bible said he was the word. Come on, somebody. The word is going to prevail in this place today. When somebody believed the word of the living God. Don't hold back, Sister Kristen. If you feel it, one of y'all just don't, don't hold back. It's in line. Let, let it go. Oh, my 
up and give God some glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to keep preaching. That was powerful, but God needed to speak to someone because while you're hearing the word of the living God, there's something else that's trying to creep in, trying to be a stronger voice. But God was pretty plain. So here we go, Ephesians 6, 16 and 17. And Sister Master, be read at 1 Samuel 30, verse 1 through 8. I don't have that much more to go, but it's something we have to do. The Lord already said healing is in this place today. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? God's word will always stand. He said, above all, take him the shield of faith in this battle with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. In other words, 
You got to have your confidence, your assurance, your belief in God and whatever thought the enemy bring your way. Don't let it shake your confidence in God. You can knock down every fiery dart when you say, I believe the word. I trust God. I'm going to stand on God's word. God is on my side. God will bring me through. It doesn't matter what he brings to your mind. If you have faith in God, every dart the enemy brings, you can bring it down and it will be destroyed. I, I don't know about you, but I know God is real. Oh, my God. And he's just bringing him and bringing him and bringing him. But God said, if you just have faith and you trust me, I'm going to bring you through. And then he said, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So God said, you got to fight back. And you fight back by declaring the word of God, the promises of God. Whatever promises and prophecies that God has given unto you, you got to declare them and stand on them. And the enemy, he's going to back up today. I know some of you don't believe it. You think Michael Jackson moonwalking. The enemy is going to moonwalk today because somebody's going to lift their voice and they're going to declare the things of God Almighty. I am tired of seeing God's people get beat up by the enemy. We're going to fight back today. And our sword is the word of God. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass. Come on, somebody. But my word shall never pass. God's word will prevail in this place today. So let's read this story here in 1 Samuel 30, verse 1 through 8. Y'all got happy touches when you go home. Mm -hmm. Look, it's Christmas time. My present is to preach long. Not too much longer. Whenever you're ready, Sister Massey. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. Now, we, we don't have time to do the historical background. But briefly, this is when David was being pursued by Saul. Saul recognized the anointing on him and that God had chosen him to be the next king. So Saul was trying to kill him. So he found refuge in the camp of the Philistines. The king gave him a place to stay, him and the 600 men. To show their gratitude and appreciation, whenever the Philistine kings went out to battle, David and his men went out with them. They weren't doing anything wrong. So they go out to battle with the king of the Philistine in the place they was given to live with the 600 men and their family. The enemy hit that place, attacked him. And so... They burned it with fire. Look what happened next. And had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, 
but carried them away and went their way. So they, they came and took everything, things that belonged to David and those men. And some of you, the enemy has taken something that belongs to you. You just let him walk right in and just take it. Oh, man, I feel the power in that. I don't, I don't have no problem with that. There's nothing wrong with that, friend. She, she's warring in the spirit right there. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So he walked in and he just he just took that. You know, she just did. She just served over on the devil. Well, I mean, you can't have what belongs to me. Come on, somebody. She ain't do nothing wrong. She haven't done anything wrong. But the enemy hit her. So he came in, and they took all this away. Let's go a little bit farther. Nothing done wrong, Sister Massey. Watch this here. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. Burned with fire. Oh, man, let's keep going. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters have been taken captive. Oh, man. Let's go a little bit farther. Watch this here. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Friend, that is weeping. Some of you are going through some things, and all you have done is just weep. And you have no more power to weep. And the enemy said, I hit you so hard you can't even get up. He's trying to destroy you with whatever sickness or whatever he's speaking to your mind. He hit you. It is a spiritual battle. If they would have stayed in this state, then they would have lost Everything. Watch this here. And David's two wives, Ahinoham, the Jezreelite. <laughs> what type of ham was that? Wow. Honey baked, butterball. <laughs> oh, Christmas ham. <laughs> and Abigail. You know, read that name again. Ahinoham. <laughs> and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. Had been taken captive. Took things that, that was dear to him. Now watch this here. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. That's what some of the people said. Bishop, we're trying to follow you as you follow God. We've done everything you asked us to do. And look at where we are. And look at what we're going through. Look at the issues we're dealing with. Because we're trying to live for God according to what you've been preaching. It's always the man of God's fault. Man, I got to live with me too. So that they, blame, they blame him. They wanted to stone him. Some of you want to stone me. 
But Brother Massey's up here. Yeah, you, you don't want to throw a stone at, at a giant. You may get a boulder coming back at you. So they, 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 they wanted to stone him, Brother Sanders. Man, I'm so happy with that email. And then once he preached and confirmed that, man, give me some of that dap. Bam. Hey, little Brent. <laughs> Those both of them got curly hair, light skin, complexed and stuff. They're both short. Brother Sanders went like that. He did it. <laughs> So they, they, they would have stayed there. They blamed him. So look at what David done. Read this here. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. In other words, in King James, it said he encouraged himself. So David, he sat there and he think, what in the world am I going to do? And his mind began to go back. And he began to remember some of the things that God done for him. He remembered the lion and the bear, and only God can do that. He remembered being anointed by Samuel, only God can do that. He remembered taking out Goliath, only God can do that. He remembered that God said he's the next king, only God can ordain something like that. Some of you got to remember the victories that God has already done for you. And if God done those things for you then, then God can do it now. When he began to remember, friend, he got strength. He encouraged himself. He just said, somehow God is going to make a way. So he said, I'm going to hit right back. Look what he done in the next scripture. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. And the ephod represent a robe type that the priests used when they went to the Lord in prayer. So how did he fight back? He went to the Lord in prayer. Thank God for Sister Kristen and Sister Kimley. And now God raised up Sister Melanie and some of these that, that help. And, and, and when y'all pray, y'all are praying. It's not this quiet prayer. Today, it can't be this quiet thing. I can't get some people, I hear them and see them animated everywhere else except in the house of the Lord. He said, bring, bring me the ephod. It's time for me to fight back. It's time for me to go to war in prayer. That's one of our weapons. Watch this here. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this truth? That's what he said in prayer. This is why some of our leaders are trying to shut down churches. Something happens when people pray. Something happens when people worship. 
Something happened when people lift their voice and declare and stand on God's word. We'll leave them alone because one day they're going to come looking for me. I'm going to lay hands on them. I'm going to say, you don't want no hands on you? I'm going to reach all the way back in Austin, come all the way through San Marcos, the New Brunfus, and pow, they're going to see stars. That don't work. I better not say this. They may. Let's keep reading. I'm getting in trouble. Shall I overtake them? Listen, what he said, Lord, it's only 600 of us. Shall I pursue them? Shall I fight back? Shall I go after what I have lost? And if I pursue them, shall I over... Oh, did I read ahead of time? You read that one? You did? Shall I overtake them? God, that call spiritual. Let's keep going. Watch this here. And he answered, pursue. Oh, the Lord said, you may not have the numbers, but I'm on your side. If God is for us, who can be against us? You and God are the majority. Come on, somebody. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against it. They sung that song, God is for you. God is on your side. Not only did he say pursue, but look at, look, look at the rest. For you shall surely overtake them. Brother Mike, we're going to win today. You hear me, man? We're going we're to win today. Sister Master, we're going to win today. Come on, somebody. Brother Brent, we're not going to get tired of winning. We're going to win today. We're going to win today. We're going to win today. Come on, somebody. I want to know if there's somebody want to win in this place today. You can't win unless you get in a battle. You can't win unless you fight back. Brother Tyler, listen to these words. Watch this here. And without fail. And without what? Without what? Everybody need to say it. I don't care what you're going through. Without fail. Look at what the Lord said. Recover all. Recover how much? I feel the Holy Ghost in here. How much? Uh, How much? Say it again. You got to fight back if you want to recover all. Come on, somebody. You got to fight back. Somebody finna get their healing. One more time. Put your hands together. We're just about there. Devil, we're going to get everything back. I'm going to get my health back. I'm going to get my mind back. I'm going to get my emotion back. I'm going to get my finances back. I'm going to get my ministry back. I'm going to get my prayer back. I'm going to get my worship back. I'm going to get everything back. If he would have sat there and just wept and never got up and pursued. I got one more set of scriptures. Ho, ho, ho. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I got to say that because this is serious. I can't tell you what some of these people are going through. 
I know what God told me. I know what God said he's going to do. I'm a, let me stand flat for it and say, devil, you hit some of these people. They're going to hit back. And what was told them, when they go and have some more tests, it's going to be different. They're going to have to say, well, this is what I did see, but now I can't find it. It is not there anymore. Come on, somebody. There is no backup in me at all today because I'm standing on God's word. So here we go. We, we, we're getting ready to close. Let's go to job for those that's unemployed. Job for those that have a job. Job chapter 1. We're going to zip through this. Oh, man. Be ready to read there, Sister, sister, sister Massey. I didn't have you there. Now, now watch this here. Remember Hebrews 11 and 6. But, but with, without faith, without confidence, without assurance, without trust, it is impossible. There's no way you can please him. Him is God. For he who comes, now listen, if you're going to fight back, you're going to have to come to the Lord today. You know how you approach him. That word means uh, he who comes, approach God, draw near to God. You draw near to him with the fruit of your lips. You got to declare some things today. He that comes to God, he that draws near to God with the fruit of his lips. Watch this here. Must believe. Thank you, sister, daughter. You must be persuaded. You must be convinced that he is, that God is real, that God is able, that God is alive, that God can, that God is a way maker, that God is a healer, that God is a deliverer. Come on, somebody. It's whatever you need God to be. You must believe that God is somebody. God is my provider. Come on, somebody. God is my encourager. Come on, somebody. God is my way maker. God is everything that I needed to believe. You got to believe that God is. And that he, God, is a rewarder. In other words, one that's able to pay wages. Of those, 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 only of those that diligently seek him. Sister Newton was a dose today. Sister Hillebrand is a dose today. Sister Tolliver was one of those today. Because they're diligent. They're making every effort. They're sincere. They're lifting their voice. You think she care what she look like? You think she care what she look like? You think she care what she look like? No, friend, when you diligently seek him, you're going to seek God with everything that you have. And God will reward you with whatever petition you bring before the Lord. Somebody's going to lift their voice today. Listen, 
I don't care what it is. Don't worry about somebody listening to you. If you need deliverance or something, you're going to have to lift your voice and say, after today, God deliver me from whatever. And you need to say it. You need to declare. Because when you release it, God is going to fulfill it. We're just about there, Brother Pickett. We're hitting back today. We're hitting back today. We're going to get a good report, Brother Mike. We're going to get a good report. So here we go. Job chapter 1, verse 1. You can read off the big board if you want to. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Man, that's when they came out with Suburbans. <laughs> Many, those vans that they have. Let's keep going. I'm going to get in trouble with someone with the big family. Let's keep going. Also, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, <laughs> 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each one on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was, when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. I wonder what type of curse words they used back then, but keep going. Thus Job did regularly. Let's keep going. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Satan also came among them. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Some of you, you have done nothing wrong. You're just living for God to the best of your ability. And all this stuff just begin to happen in your life and in your body. And the enemy, he's just going to come after you and try to destroy you. God has allowed it. I think for some of us, it's going to teach us who we are and that we have power to rise up and to hit back. And watch this here. So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? <laughs> Let's keep going. Have you not made a hedge around him? <laughs> around his household, and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions 
have increased in the land. Notice he acknowledged that God done all this for him. Haven't done anything wrong except live for God. Uphold God's principle. That's what we're doing in this body. We're living for God. We're upholding his principle. We're not following the crowd. We're trying to follow Jesus. And the enemy don't like it. As God spoke to Sister uh, Kristen, it's going back to the old time. The enemy recognized this. So he's picking certain people out. Pow. 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 And he's hitting them. And you have prayed, and there's nothing changed, Brother Mark. And, and we would say, what's, what's wrong with my prayer? What have I done wrong that, that, that God hasn't responded? I'm still wrestling with this. I'm still in this situation. One of the reasons God hasn't responded right away is God wants you to recognize that you are in a battle. If he responds before that, you may think it's just natural. So you discern. So the next time he comes, you recognize who he is in that spirit. So God will let some sit there for a while until we can grow from it. The enemy try to use it to destroy us, but God is going to grow us. I'm just about there. Brother Josh, you can slide over there. I'll let you know when it's strong. Now watch this here. But now, stretch out your hand. Listen to this, turkey. And touch all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. All he wanted Job to do is to doubt God. And say, God, where are you? What is wrong? God is not there for me. God don't care. The minute you do that, you don't have any faith and trust in God. And that God cannot use you. And so the way he hit him, we're going to find out he's going to hit what's close to him. And we're not going to get into it this, to, this morning that he'll hit even his body. Just to get you to open your mouth and distrust God. Let's go a little bit farther. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. Now, I'm sorry. Keep going. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And he took the thought he had and he hit them. And he has hit some of you. He has hit you. And so when he hit Job, he hit him hard. He took his 500 yoke of oxen. They're yoke of oxen. Yoke is two. 1,000 oxen. Took his 500 female donkeys. Took all of his servants except the ones that brought back the report. Took 7,000 sheep. 300 camels, and to put the, the wickedness on top of it, he took his sons and his daughters. Took, he touched what was close to him. I, I'm going to tell you, 
it's, it's, it's tough when the enemy touched what's close to you. Ooh, I don't want to cry. It's tough to see your, your daughter's going through something and knowing it's spiritually led and you can't do anything. Job couldn't do anything. So the enemy knew that he had him. But Job hit back. He didn't respond the way the enemy thought he was going to respond. And for some of you, this is one of your weapons. The Bible said, and Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshiped. His non verbus spoke volumes. When they mourned to God, this is the action that it took. And the enemy watched everything that he done. Instead of Job throwing up his hands in the air and saying, God, it's no use for me living for you because I done lost everything and you allowed it to happen. No, 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 no. Job said, even though I don't understand, I'm going to tear my robe, I'm going to shave my head, I'm going to fall on the ground, and I'm going to worship, I'm going to acknowledge that God is still God. Even when I don't understand, I'm going to worship the Lord. Somebody got to fight back when you don't understand. How did he worship him? Here are the words. We know he didn't praise him. He wasn't shouting. But here are the words. He said this here. He said, loud enough where the enemy could hear. Naked I came from my mother's womb. I came with nothing. And naked shall I return there. I'll leave with nothing. But he acknowledged in his worship that everything that the enemy had taken from him, he didn't get it by his own ability. He didn't get it by his own strength. He acknowledged that it all came from God. He said, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away, but I'm going to bless, come on somebody, the name of the Lord. In my loss, I'm going to lift him up. In my loss, I'm going to magnify him. Somebody got to hit back. I'm going to sit right here. I want to know if somebody's going to hit back right now. You really want God to do something for you. You really want God to do something for you. You're going to have to hit him back. Come on, friend. You're going to have to magnify him. You're going to have to lift him up, and you want to declare. you got to tell the Lord, I believe you're going to bring me through. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and strong, Brother Josh. Somebody got to hit him back. Somebody got to hit him back. Somebody got to hit him back. You got to hit him back. 
You got to hit him back. You got to hit him back. I'm telling you, God's going to do it. If you will open your mouth. Come on, you got to lift your voice. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to fight back. You got to fight back. You got to, you got to.